Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Could You Voice. Today, we're talking with Marion Schaefer, the president of the Irish Support Agency. The Irish Support Agency has been serving the Irish community in Sydney and New South Wales since 1995. The Irish Support Agency provides support for seniors. They give visa advice, health advice, COVID exemptions. They help people with homelessness, as well as new mothers and mental health support. In this episode, we talk about their new program, Solist, which has been specifically designed for those who are struggling with COVID and the most recent lockdowns. You're listening to Coogee Voice. We're just here to help the Irish in need and we are a completely independent charity. You know, we're non-religious, non-political, just if an Irish person who, you know, is down on their luck, young or old, you know, and they want to reach out to for a bit of help, then we're here to help them. I particularly feel sorry for the young mummies, you know, who've had a baby and they just, they're dying for their mum and dad to, you know, see them and cuddle them. And, you know, they can't get home for that. And, and, and you know, their parents can't come out. And the only way that you can get home at the moment is, you know, if there's something really bad happens. Hi, Marion. Welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today? Oh, I'm very well, Marjorie. Thanks very much for having me on. It is an absolute pleasure. Now, before we get into talking about the really wonderful work that the Irish Support Agency does, what is it that brought you to the eastern suburbs? Well, um, my husband is Australian and he's an eastern suburbs boy. So that's why I'm in the eastern suburbs, really. (laughs) Yeah. You're originally from Cork though. So how did you come to being in Australia? Okay. So in the 80s, when um, the backpacking thing was sort of just starting off, I decided to come to Australia and um, loved it like most Irish people do come for a year. Then we stay for another year and then maybe another year and um, just met my husband and decided to stay and have my family here. And I'm definitely, definitely very part of the eastern suburbs now and love Australia. The thing is, though, the eastern suburbs has the highest proportion of Irish-born and people of Irish descent across all of Australia. Hmm. Why do you think the Irish are drawn to the eastern suburbs? Yeah, I know. I remember, and it's funny because, you know, with the census coming up uh, this week and this information will probably come up again. Yeah, I was really amazed with that statistic. Um The only thing I can think about why the Irish love to come here is the beaches, the lifestyle um, near the city. There's plenty of places to rent an apartment. You know, it's it's a really great place to live if you come here first and you're single and, you know, you might just want to have a bit of fun. It's really, really a good place to live. I think that's what it is. Yeah. But for yourself, what do you love most about the eastern suburbs? Right. Okay. Well, I love... First of all, this sounds really weird, but we are really close to the airport. Now, I know that sounds strange, but, you know, we really are in such a great place. We can get to the city quickly, the airports quickly, the beaches, the park, 
Um, I love the streets of the Eastern. I love, you know, how this, this, the uh, the planning of the of the streets in the Eastern suburbs. It's very community. I really feel like it's a community vibe, especially um, in the Randwick area where I'm where I I, I am now. Um, yeah, I just love a great schools, great place to raise a family. Yeah, it's really really good. If there was anything you could change, what would it be about the Eastern suburbs? Wow. Oh, that's a really hard one, Marjorie. Um, look, I've noticed the traffic has definitely gotten busier and there seems to be more traffic lights being put in everywhere. This sounds awful. But the pedestrian crossings seem to be at every intersection now. So I, I don't know. There's just the traffic, I think, really more than anything. <laughs> Other than that, yeah. Now, the Irish Support Agency was formed in 1995. Mm -hmm. Are you able to tell us a bit about the kind of work you do and the support that you provide? Sure, yeah. So it was set up um, by a a few lovely Irish gentlemen about 25 years ago who saw the need to um, support the Irish in our community and in New South Wales. So we have a few of these organizations around Australia, but um, today I'm just going to talk about the New South Wales focused one, which is the Irish Support Agency. We, we're we just here to help the Irish in need and we are a completely independent charity. You know, we're non-religious, uh, non-political, just if an Irish person who, you know, is down on their luck, young or old, you know, and they want to reach out to for a bit of help, then we're here to help them. Can you tell us a little bit more about any kind of specific help that you provide? Yes, of course. Uh, so the main focus of our, well, there's lots of things. I mean, first of all, um, we have our seniors. So we have a lot of Irish seniors in our community in New South Wales um, that need support. And every second week we run what's called a CARA club um, in the um, Gaelic um offices in the city and we have about say 25 to 30 seniors come in every every second week and we play cards and you know we've run computer classes for them we have days out and and so on so and and now with covid um when we can't get to see our lovely seniors and a lot of them are in are stuck out are out, out west we have organized um like a telephone calling system so we ring them So moving on with the seniors, we also recognized in our community that there was a lot of seniors who were on their own. And then we also had a lot of young Irish people who, you know, were settled here and they just missed having that sort of older Irish person in their lives. So we set up a befriending program. So it's basically connect uh, with young Irish people here um, to the seniors Irish here. And we have a program and, you know, we interview everyone and, do police checks and things like that. So it's a very structured program that our outreach worker, you know, runs. Um, You know, we have a connection with the Irish mothers, uh, but our our biggest focus is we have seen, um, especially the last year, a real need for support around um, mental health. Um, We've had a lot of increase for people who've had anxiety and depression, addiction. So during this time, we uh, decided to set up what we called, uh, it's it's our new mental health um, service. It's called SOLACE. So that's a Gaelic word for light. So our SOLACE program is, um, it's basically for Irish people out there who are struggling and who want to speak to somebody. And what we've done is we've we've sort of put together um, 
a catalogue of um, Irish-born counsellors and so on. And because we found that when an Irish person just needs someone to talk to, that there's that connect, cultural connectivity. So just chatting to an Irish counsellor, there's sort of one barrier sort of broken down. So this Solace programme, which, you know, we, we launched about oh, just over six weeks ago now, and we're really getting traction on it. It's uh, it's subsidised, but also um, if you have no means financially t- to pay, we can also do our best, you know, do our best to help you out with that. So that's our Solace programme. That's probably the best way of describing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of young Irish families that live around the eastern suburbs. Yeah. One of the challenges with COVID and the closure of borders yeah. uh, is the difficulty of these families being able to get families over here to provide yeah. them support yeah. and guidance. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the support that you give young families yeah. and young mothers? Yeah, well, actually, that's another thing, but we've really noticed um, at the moment uh, we are getting just day after day, phone call after phone call, um, inquiries from people who just sort of want to get home. We help them with, you know, the exemption process because, you know, with all the rules and regulations about the border closures, we do our best to kind of support them through that. Um, they're, you know, they're really feeling almost like helpless. Like when can we go home to see our family? And it's just, sometimes it's just sort of chatting to them. Um, we, we do have Irish mothers groups um, that we, you know, we connect with, but at the moment, because of COVID, it's all mainly done sort of online, you know? The other thing too that we found is, um, you know, especially for the, um, you know, say some of our Irish, young Irish people here who wouldn't be entitled to Medicare benefits and they might need help with the health services. So we, we sort of help them navigate through that as well. You know, so that that that's that's been something that that we're doing, but the main bulk of our work is anyone who has acute illness and 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 just sort of needs to navigate the health system. And we've definitely done that with a lot of our clients. We've touched on this a little bit, but how has the kind of work you have done really changed over the last twelve months, and how has COVID? impacted the kind of work that you're doing and the kind of support that the Irish community is needing? Yes, well, COVID definitely has had an impact, um, mainly because of the border closures and particularly um, Irish people who are here and really feeling um, anxious and lonely about wondering when they'll get to see their family at home. I particularly feel sorry for the young mummies you know, who've had a baby and they just, they're dying for their mom and dad to, you know, see them and cuddle them. And, you know, they can't get home for that. And, 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 you know, their parents can't come out. And the only way that you can get home at the moment is, you know, if there's something really bad happens, which that's really difficult to deal with. And so from a, an ISA point of view, we have been helping a lot of young families who are feeling that sort of sense of hopelessness about, gosh, when are we going to get home and, and, and so on. And, you know, we just try and support them as best we can. You know, it, it's very difficult. I, my, of, all, of all the Irish here, I think COVID has really affected anyone who's had a new, new baby and just, they just want to have mammy give it a cuddle. You know, I, I do feel for them. It's hard. Also, you know, the isolation, like we can't run any events with COVID. 
you know, the events that we have run, we're restricted. We we are connected with the other other Irish organisations in the community, like the GAA, which is our um, our sporting organisation. But, you know, there was lots of lovely little programmes being run by them, but then COVID put a stop to that, you know? And people just want to be around people just to feel like, well, if you can't go home, I can't go home. Sure, we're all in the same boat. You know what I mean? There's, there's sort of a sense of community about that. Now, even though COVID had uh, an impact on our fundraising activities, we set up very like literally week one when COVID hit last year, a COVID um, hardship fund. And we put a word out to the Irish community, you know, all the, everyone in the Irish community, um, you know, people have really responded. So we do have a COVID hardship fund and we have had to help people who, you know, have lost their jobs or illness or, and so on and so forth. So, you know, medical issues popped up. Should I go home? Shouldn't I go home? And so on and so forth. So we, we, we're just helping people with that, you know, help with rent and food vouchers and things like that, just, just to tide people over. And, and obviously the worst thing, of course, if there's, there's a death in the family or, or someone in the Irish community dies and navigating, um, helping the family with that on how to get the exemption to get home and so on or to come out here, whatever. So that, that's really it. For those Irish in our community, though, who may be looking to try and become more connected with other Irish people and they're feeling a little bit distanced at mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah. What advice would you give them? Well, I would certainly say um, you can jump on our website. We have lots of links there um, with different organizations to get together. I mean, another great thing we did um, last year, we uh, ran this initiative. It wasn't fundraising, it was mainly just about connecting. And it was called Balia Ostbalia, which is the Gaelic for home from home. And we had events. Again, as I said, it wasn't fundraising, so there was no pressure on anyone to buy tickets or anything. It was just about getting together. And, you know, out of that came book club, women's evenings, you know, um, various walks around the eastern suburbs, sunrise yoga. Um, There's another girl in the Irish community who's really good at ocean swimming. She said, you know, why don't a few of us get together and do a swim? So it was kind of, it just sort of, took on its own momentum because people just wanted to be together, you know, and it was really good that there was no sort of fundraising element involved. So we think we might keep that going. We're sort of looking at that at the moment, you know, connecting all the other groups. Yeah, which is good. Marion, one of the issues that I and my office and the federal offices of parliament have been dealing a lot with is around international residents who aren't Australian citizens mm-hmm. um, with their issues in accessing healthcare. Mm-hmm. How is the Irish Support Agency helping Irish people living in New South Wales this time with such issues? Yeah, this is a, a really important issue to us because, yeah, we have um, Irish people ringing us up and, you know, they get sick and they're not sure how to navigate the health system because they're not covered and should they go home and what should they do and they can't pay their rent and whatever. So, I mean, you know, if you just give us a call, our outreach worker, I mean, obviously we have to just help within the confines of the Australian government, but certainly um, we are very aware of those temporary visa holders who, you know, lose their jobs and, and, and 
it, it's it's really hard if, if someone gets sick if somebody gets sick and they're so far away from home so far away from their family you know our organization is here to help you guys best we can and and i mean we have a lot of um a lot of people in the Irish support agency who've done very well here in this country like we they've worked very hard and they've done very well and they give back you know which is really lovely because I, I i think irish people are really good at that we're really good at sort of looking out for each other and giving back so and that's why i got involved as a volunteer marion before i let you go there are three tough questions we ask oh. every single person that comes onto could you voice all right must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs yeah where you can get the best coffee and right. where it sells the best burgers go okay best beach for me club Ellie beach definitely <laughs> love it i feel like i'm at a beach in ireland with all those rocks and you know everything <laughs> like that so that's good um best burgers and chips out of the blue has to be for me and the best coffee is i love going to ramwick shops i it's i love the shopping center and i love everyone there in the shed great coffee lovely people so that's my favorite place favorite place for a coffee just before i let you go if people want to support the irish support agency or know someone from the irish community that needs support where should they head to Okay, definitely head to our, our website, um, the Irish Support Agency. We've got a great website there. Um, anyone who wants to, uh, you know, um, take us up on this solace program, you know, getting connecting with an Irish counsellor. We, we've got some forms there you can fill out. We've got a great outreach worker, administrator and project officer there full time who would be um, more than happy to help anyone who, who just just needs just a chat, you know, which is good. I mean, for me during COVID, um, I had to ring six seniors every second week. And I mean, I knew them, but I didn't really, you know, yeah, I didn't really know them. But I loved the phone calls at the end of it. And in fact, one time I forgot to ring someone. He rang me. He said, you never rang me. How are you? You know, this sort of thing. So, and it was just, just, just chatting, just keeping our connection going, which I think is what we really need in our community and especially for Irish people. Thank you for joining us on Coogee Voice. Thanks very much for having me on. What a thoughtful conversation. Now to our Irish community in the eastern suburbs, if you're struggling, need help or want to learn more about the Irish Support Agency, you can find them online at irishsupportagency.org.au. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. Mm-hmm.